When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the latest episode of the Right in the Gary Kelly's podcast. Well, there's nothing like a last-minute winner, is there? And it's hard to remember a more vital one in recent memory as Joe Gallart steamed in to turn in Rafinha's cutback. Ellen Road erupted and carnage ensued in the stands. So, with me to delve through the wreckage of the Ellen Road result against Norwich, I've got Matt B, Lucy and our newcomer, James Beck. So, good time to make your debut, mate, isn't it? Absolutely, mate. It's an absolute honour honor to be a part of this. I've been a fan for many a year, so yeah, after today's win, all smiles again at Ellen Road, but yeah, it's not over yet, is it? It's not over. Yeah. never over with Leeds United. <laughs> Knows how to say the right things, doesn't he? How are you, Matt, Lucy? Any post-match injuries? <laughs> no, luckily I'm alright, but heart's, heartbeat's now a bit not more normal. My sister came home from the match and she was like, everything hurts. <laughs> I was so jealous that she was there. <laughs> so I think I'm just feeling my leg. I think I've got a bruise. bruise, yeah, that's <laughs> good. Minimum, you've come out quite well then, really, haven't you, with a bruise? <laughs> Maybe a slight heart attack, but other than that, unscathed, I'd say. Good stuff. Well, let's get into it then, shall we? Well, I've almost forgotten what three points felt like. Um, it looked as though we balls that up towards the end, really, which, of course, we'll come back to in a bit. But we have to start with the end, I think. Gellart, what a moment. And how crucial could that be to a staying up? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's, I can see this being the turning point for our season, I think. Uh, I mean, we've just come off... Uh, Six results, well, I say was bad results. They're absolutely grubbins, weren't they? Uh, conceding over, was it over 20 odd goals in February? We broke some records. So I know it was only Norwich, but any win at this point, it's going to regalvanise us and hopefully we can get going again. Uh, got big games coming up with teams that we, we could get results around. So I think even a, even a draw today, it felt like a loss because we need to pick up points. So the points are pivotal and. Yeah, I'm just buzzing we got the three points. It was hard, but we got there in the end, obviously. 
It could have been Norwich under 11s. I don't think anyone would have cared, would they, if we'd have pummeled them? Like, just give us three points. Absolutely. Yeah, like James said, like hopefully it is the start of a turning point. Obviously, we have got some tough games coming up and it's going to be a bit of a, a crucial time in the season as we as we near the end. But um, I was at home watching it, um, but my stream was like three minutes behind. So I had Popey on on the radio. And actually, I didn't realise it was Gildart who scored because all he was saying was, Rafinha, Rafinha's in, Rafinha's in. <laughs> and then it wasn't until I'd seen it three minutes later, I was like, oh my God, it's Gildart that scored. Like, you could not write it. It come on like two minutes before. Um, but yeah, um, first half, it sounded like we should have been four, five, maybe six up. The amount of chances that we had that we could have like just buried the game at half time would have been nice. But knowing us, we, we like to leave it till the end. Um, second half, obviously, really, really um, tight. I knew I could just see it coming. I wasn't happy with the subs that he made. But looking back now, obviously, it was um, planned that Paddy was going to come off at half time. And Rodrigo was struggling with a bit of a, an injury. So, yeah, we got there eventually. And uh, hopefully, yeah, like like we say, hopefully it is a bit of a turning point and we can go to Wolves on Friday. And even if we, obviously a win would be nice, but pick up a point, put in another good performance, it'd, it'd be ideal then heading into the international break. Yeah, it's um, it a funny one, really, because like you say, Lucy, the first half had so many chances. And I think Rafinha at the bar, didn't he, coming in on that volley? Mm. Um Bamford probably should have scored when he was put through. I've not seen highlights back yet, but you, He's hit the you bar can think. so many times, hasn't he? Uh, the yeah. Of this season. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah, watched I think... every free kick. It's just nailed to hit the. He's hit, hit the bar like six or seven times now, hasn't he? And that chance, <laughs> yeah. that ball from Bamford, oh mate, it was absolutely sublime. That ball back from him. I'd have played. Yeah. I don't think I'd have scored it. I, I, I could have said I could have scored it, but I probably wouldn't have done, but it was a sitter. Anyone with Rafinha's ability should have scored that, but. Yeah, I mean, he's so he's been so unlucky lately, and he has. I've seen a lot of Leeds play uh, Leeds fans giving him stick about his uh, passion and, and uh, his uh, loyalty towards Leeds, and I can see you can see it's there. It's absolutely there. Mm. And after the game today, I saw a few pictures of him. He dropped to his knees at the end of the game, bending his hands. I've saw a picture of him and Rodrigo hugging. It looked like Rodrigo was crying. So you mm. can't you can't fault his loyalty and his passion for wanting to get these points and keep us in this division, mm. even if he does leave in the summer. He's wanting us to stay in this division. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm buzzing for him. I'm buzzing for the whole team. They, 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 they come together today and, yeah, we, they got the job done. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I think, um, I, I think I was saying it, so the first thing I noticed was, like, Rafinha just dropped to his knees, didn't he? And it looks like yeah. he was hiding his face as if to say, like, no, if you were crying or anything. But, like, like, like he got sniped from the ground, didn't he? <laughs> Someone had taken yeah, him think, out. <laughs> I think I don't know. Maybe we were, um, or some people were maybe quick to judge some people's attitudes. I don't know. Like someone put Rafinha's stats against like Villa in midweek. I know it wasn't hard to probably be our best player, but he basically led. A, he led um, basically all the attacking stats for um, for us against Villa. He was like ranked mm-hmm. first for like dribbles, etc. Um, so I don't think the effort's like gone. I think yeah, I think that Liverpool game might have just been a bit of an anomaly that we were playing. A, pretty good team and it made him look and he had an off night and might have made him look a bit um, like he wasn't putting in the effort I just think um, but yeah like I think today across the board the show that everyone I think up for a fight aren't they and, yeah. um, and I think that's all that we sort of wanted to ask for I didn't I didn't I, I said to my mate I didn't really want a scrappy sort of one goal win although you'd take it wouldn't you you wanted, yeah. sort of wanted to convince yeah. it 
convincing three 0 and you thought, oh, we've uh, we've got this in the bag easily. But um, I think always scoring late just sort of uh, not clouds everything, but always especially helps. Especially, yeah, it just it it helps a lot. Um, and I just yeah, I think especially when they were um, had four minutes on the clock as well, and Norwich looked like scoring every time they went oh. into our box. I thought, even though that was only like four or five times. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's sort of the um, that's sort of the worries. Um, mm. Worries are still there, but you um, you just, just a bit <laughs> relief at full time with everyone. We're just just great. Marshall's substitutions half times were. I saw he brought on um, Cock for was it Rodrigo, mm. and I thought straight away. Well, he brought Harrison on for Bamford, didn't he? Uh, and I thought is he holding on for this rather than going out mm. there and attacking him? Well, uh, I, think I don't know if that's the case. Kind of, I yeah, I think it was. It ended up saying that Bamford was planned, wasn't it? Planned forty-five minutes, yeah. and then Rodrigo had a tight quad. Because I think everyone in the ground was a bit perplexed when Rodrigo yeah. went off, weren't we? Because he, you know, he was having a good game, fantastic finish, and I thought he was linking up really well with Bamford. And then, you know, I mean, I've said this before, but Robin Cox's not a central midfielder. You know, I know no. they played him defensive midfield before, but he's not comfortable enough on the ball, is he? And he just took, he just, and through no fault of his own, he just takes something out of our game going forward when he's on the ball, doesn't he? And, you know, um, but but I guess you are limited to options. I guess you could have brought Shackleton on, but who knows? Obviously, Cox in that shirt, in that position, a bit more regularly, isn't he? But he did kind of kill momentum. And, but, yeah. you know, the game should have been dead before Robin Cock even came on, shouldn't it? And, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, going back to Rafinha as well, I think what you said is um, his work rate and stuff. You know, I thought he'd another... Pretty good game, but I think having a forward on that he can hit makes Rafinha a better player because how many balls has he squared back this season and there's been no one there? Like, I, you were half expecting him to just square, you know, skin the keeper, square it, and everyone will miss it or yeah. something. You know, it's happened so yeah. late. I can happened about five times against Newcastle, didn't it? And we didn't have a striker on the pitch, and that's the beauty of Joe Gallard, I guess. I mean, he won that header, didn't he? Which he had no right to win. Put Rafinha in and then mm. buried the chance himself. Um, mm. You know, that could have been Bamford doing that. But it was Gallard yeah. and it just shows the value of having a number nine, doesn't it? Someone that can do that, you know, but bully the, the kind of defenders and get into those goal-scoring areas. And I think that will make Rafinha's outputs look a lot more impressive. Yeah, I absolutely love Dan James, but he's not a striker, is he? It's uh, no. square peg round holes. He's done a job up top, obviously, with the limitations that we've had. Uh, but I still think Bielsa should have brought Gelder on a lot more and played him a lot more mm. in that position. But that's another story. But Dan, Dan James up top, he runs his heart. He runs. His, he can't swear, can he? he? runs his arse off, doesn't he? But <laughs> uh, he's, he's not a striker. And like you said, so many times he's, we've had a chance to whip it into the box or we've whipped it into the box. And there's been no one there. And if Bamford had been there, would have took two or three of those chances. He'd had two or three more goals, but yeah, uh, can't fault Dan James's efforts. But he's he's not an out and out striker. Like you said, with Bamford coming back, we've got a focal point now up top where we can pick it up and he will hold it up and he will bring the play forward rather than keeping the ball in the midfield and then pressuring back onto the defenders. It's he's taking pressure off the midfield that and the defenders. And obviously with Calvin not being there as well, it's extra pressure. He's the one that dictates our play, and when we haven't got him, we're uh, we're a much worse side as as it as it shows. The, you know, we've talked about the chances that we missed and stuff, but um, I guess the momentum kind of changed in the last twenty minutes, didn't it? And you felt like it got a little bit messy, and that Leeds had um, probably the confidence, the lack of confidence that we've had over recent weeks, and not killing the game probably came back in the last ten fifteen minutes, didn't it? Because 
thought Norwich came into the game and you could see him scoring again. I mean, obviously the penalty that was then ruled out, they hit the bar, then they scored. I mean, what do we put that down to? Do you think it was just like a concentration, the tactics of subs or the bit of delicate confidence? You know, how did Norwich get back into that game? Because, you know, they shouldn't have really, should they? I think it's probably a case of them absolutely shitting themselves, to be honest, of going down more than, probably more than anything. Um, like I think you could just sort of tell every time, Norwich, they didn't look like threatening much and then sort of someone would make some form of individual run towards sort of the edge of the area and then all of a sudden like everyone sort of, um, like rabbits and headlights, wasn't it? Like obviously um, for the penalty, Aileen were uh, throwing himself to the floor, probably was uh, lucky to sort, sort of get away with that one, although it was a bit of a dive, wasn't it? But you can't just be throwing yourself to the um, ground as a defender in penalty area and um, I feel like you could just see the panic um, that they were just so scared to um, lose lose the lead today and um, it's sort of been a bit like that hasn't it with the last couple of weeks as soon as um, like even at Liverpool we started um, like people were saying we started we started pretty well at Liverpool and obviously um, could uh, Dan James had that sort of um, chance where he went round Allison and uh, we had one rolled out after offside it's sort of when um, it's just it seems so easy. Um, like today, you thought when, like you were just saying, Dan, you thought when they got one, they were going to get two automatically. Because um, mm-hmm. last couple of weeks, it's just been straight heads down um, and then just inviting pressure on ourselves, which I guess we sort of did in the last sort of half an hour at game. Like you could just progressively see Norwich getting a bit more confidence in it. And it was, yeah, I just think um, I don't know whether it is tactical or, like I say, it's just uh, a do. It just probably comes down to a confidence thing that they just know as soon as they concede that they just seem to be all over the shop. So it just it, we're a bit uh, I think you're a bit mental in the penalty area um, today. But like it's, you, you just hope that like a, a win today just sort of just lifts them a bit and just like, just drops drops the shoulders a little bit against walls and they can just play with a bit more freedom. Hopefully on on Friday night. Yeah, I think like it was a bit of. I think it's a mixture of everything, really, especially second half. Like, obviously, you see Paddy come off, and then you see Rodrigo come off, and they've had obviously those two had um, very good first half, um, and we dominated the first half, and we should have obviously put them chances to bed, and they Norwich didn't have a sniff in really, um, and and like Matt said, we went into sort of a bit of a panic mode, but we didn't really see that when obviously. Uh, against Leicester, despite the loss, we were we were strong in, in that them sort of aspects. Yeah. But then you see a total opposite performance against Villa. So um, yeah, like again, like Matt said, hopefully the win today gives them the confidence that they know that they have got the chances. Um, and if they do put them away, then we are going to come away with a positive result and just play with that a bit more freedom and knowing that we can go out and win these games as we come towards the end of the season because. At the end of the day, performance isn't going to be everything. It needs to be about picking up these points. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, with that, with Norwich as well, they're in the bottom of the league. They're, they're fighting for their lives. It's desperation for them, so they're going to be throwing everything at us. Uh, they've got nothing to lose, have they? So mm. uh, it's one of them as well. <laughs> with Leeds, I was just expecting us to concede unless we get two. It's mm. just one of them. I was just waiting for it and waiting for it that it came, and then. I, and I thought that's it now. That's literally killed us. And but then all of a sudden, bang! Everything's up again from literally two minutes apart, and the season's back on. It, it, it was surreal, really. But 
Yeah, I'll... look, Leeds have probably been crying out for leaders through this passage. You know, I think Luke Ayling, you know, been playing well before that. But you know, you you, you look at Dallas he'd struggling. I thought he looked a lot better at left back today than he had been at right back. I must say, but obviously, a lot of credit has to go to Rodrigo as well because you know he's got a big price tag. You know, and he's not. We've not got the output from him that. You know, I think we've come to expect or need from that kind of player, have we? And that I thought today, everything that he did was brilliant. You know, obviously his finish was fantastic, and you know he brought players into the game. And I think that is the kind of performance that you would hope would give him a lot of confidence. I mean, I'm hoping that it's not a bad injury and that we'll be able to play at Wolves. Um, you know, if it is a tight quad, he, you know, he might miss that one, but shouldn't be a long one. But do you reckon that was one of his best performances to date? Especially this season. Yeah, absolutely. He had a spell during the the end of last season where he finally looked like he were making up for the price tag, the thirty million quid. They had, I don't know if you remember towards the end of last season, he were he looked confident, he looked good. Uh, I always remember the game against Burnley where he looked in his element at Turf Moor. I think he got I think he got a brace that day, uh, but he, he looked like what we paid for. And yeah, it was a brilliant finish today. He like, it sounded like he ran his heart off. So. Long may that continue. I, I think he's a, he's, a, he's a very good confidence player. If you wrap an arm around him and just say, look, you, you're this good and tell him how good it is, he'll match it. But I think with his mentality, I think if, if fans do get on his back and we're Leeds fans, you know, if, if players aren't performing, they will get on the back. I think as soon as someone gets on his back, he will. the pressure will get to him and he will buckle, unfortunately. But yeah, I think, I think we, need to, we need to wrap him up in cotton wool and boost him. I think that's the only way you get him playing. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, best performance I've seen from Rodrigo, apart from obviously the um, the two goals he scored at Burnley last year. Um, and I think I'd seen something on Twitter today. I think uh, Jesse got asked about him. Um, and I think Jesse had sat down with him this week for a while and just spoke to him. Your feet, your feet, your feet. Your feet, your feet. We'll put that Sorry. as a fan chant in the podcast. That was my dad. He just come back from the pub. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, all yeah, these so, fans um, enjoying themselves today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I'd seen Jesse had sat down with him this week, got to know him a bit more. Obviously, got put his probably put his arm around him and say, "Look, you, you you're talented, and, you, and you've got you've got the talent there, and and we need you. You're a vital part of this team." and um, yeah, outstanding today. Just some of the the tackles he was putting in, the, the sprints he was making up and down the field. I thought, yeah, it was brilliant. Hopefully that injury isn't isn't too bad. I know he was strapped up during the game, so was Raf. So hopefully he'll be he'll be fit for Friday. I think he's vital for Friday and vital for the rest of the season if he carries on like that. Really felt like him ste- stepping up today, didn't it? I think um, mm. sort of it sort of looks like he's um, like Jesse's probably. Said said to him that you're sort you're the senior figure probably in this team right now. Other than well, you've probably got your obviously your aliens and everyone that we regard as the sort of old guard from the um, in the championship. But in terms of experience at an international level and playing at, in Champions Leagues and um, Europa Leagues and stuff, um, he's obviously the one that's been probably been at the highest level um, the longest. So he's obviously I feel like he has. You do get a feeling that he's sort of had a word with him, don't you? To um, mm-hmm. they like come on, you're the um, you need to be the focal point here. You're you're the man, basically. And I think like Lucy was saying, you you do sort of and um, you just you just feel like he's 
like a player who I think we might have a few of those where like when it's go when it when it is tough, like you just don't want to know. But like, like today, I feel like when everyone when the crowd sort of revved up and uh, they, they mm. just thrive off it, don't they? I think most of them and mm. yeah. like they just got to keep it keep it going. And I think um, what will be massive this week now is obviously Everton losing against Wolves. The uh, their game on Thursday night is huge because obviously we play the day after if they. If they drop any points, and Newcastle are in good form, obviously lost today, but mm. taking Chelsea to the 90th minute, aren't they? And, um, you, you just sort of get the feeling, like for, if you put yourself in their shoes, you sort of get the feeling that they know if they drop any points, that gives us a bit of a, uh, that'll give us a sniff next Friday on Friday night. Um, if, so if they if they slip up, then hopefully that even that gives us a boost on Friday because obviously that's going to be a, a, t- a tough game. Um, and yeah, wish. Themselves, but I think everyone else is probably just as equally <laughs> in themselves, aren't they? Like yeah. Everton will be. Everton fans must be thinking like this could be finally be it when um, cause they've not been relegated, have they? I don't think so. Like no. they must, they must be absolutely beside themselves. Like <laughs> we're sort of used, we're sort of used to being in this like roller coaster thing. They're used to just being sat mid table and nothing happens. But well, imagine like Everton at the minute would have probably been like what Ellen Road would have been like on Thursday, wouldn't it? Just like as soon as mm. first goal went in, it, you know, well, especially when second goal went in, it was just kind of an horrible place to be, weren't it? The last 20 minutes watching that, I mean, obviously at West Stand turning round and giving Vs to Victor Orta and, you know, Rads and stuff, you know, but that it was a performance that probably deserved that. And I guess, you know, trying to put your feet on the ground you know, we have just beat Norwich, who are bottom of the league. But I guess, I, you know, what James said, you know, they're scrapping as well. It's not like they're not trying. You know, they've, I mean, they, they were, they held Liverpool for quite, for 60 minutes, didn't they? You know, they're not as bad as people make them out to be. I think they're just in a bad moment as well. But I guess at this point in the season, whilst you want the performances to be better, I guess it's probably the points that are really important, aren't they? Because... You know, we could, like we said, we played pretty well against Leicester, got nothing, played rubbish against Aston Villa, got nothing. Today, I thought we played well and got the point. So, but, I mean, points are an important thing, is basically what I'm saying, aren't they? <laughs> I was going to say, I think it's going to be a, I think the lowest total that someone stayed up on, is it 34? You sort of get the yeah. feeling that with everyone tripping up over themselves, that like it could be, you could even be near, um, nearly on 30 points that keeps you up at this rate. Like, no one seems mm. to want to. <laughs> No one seems to want to sort of break away, do they? I think um, Brentford might have got themselves just out of the picture for a little bit. Uh, might suck themselves back in, but I think all these games in hands are just massive, aren't they? That um, mm. that like Everton have got and Burnley, I think, mm. have a couple. But you can't really beat having points on board. Like now, we put the uh, regardless of who we've played, we've put pressure on Everton to have to go and uh, get yeah. something on. On Thursday, like I say, against a decent Newcastle team who were um, who were flying. So, yeah, I think I think I think we need to remember that all these teams are feeling the pressure. And like James was saying, with Norwich, um, if they get a win. If they'd have turned it round today and got a win, they'd they'd have been three points behind us, I think. So they were. Yeah, they, you, you sort of get the feeling today was probably the day that they could have probably accepted defeat, but you could have also easily. Um, easily being the day that they like saw as um, them getting right back into the scrap because obviously everyone's written them off since like November, aren't they? Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it, it, regardless of who you're playing, I, I think they're a decent, decent-ish team. You can sort of see where they're lacking in certain areas, but it, you just got to like you were saying, you got to get points on board, and that's all that matters, really. 
Yeah, I'd, with Everton as well, I can't believe they're down there with a the squad they've got, but it just shows that how bad Frank uh, Lampard is as a manager, <laughs> I suppose, doesn't it? Uh, shout out to Frank. Call, <laughs> shout out to Frank, yeah. I can't call who's going to go down at the minute. Obviously, I don't want it to be us. And uh, the result today, like like uh, Matt says, put, it's all about points on the board. I'd rather have points on the board than games in hand, but even Everton's games in hand, have you seen their running at the end of the season? Mm. My word, mm. they've got like 12 games left and they've got half the top, top of half of the table to play. Yeah, I was uh, looking at that. They, they basically need to pick up the points basically now, don't they? Mm. Um, and, when, and when they play, I think a couple of the game in hand are like, um, I think they've got Southampton, uh, I can't remember who else. Obviously, they've got Newcastle Thursday and then I think another one that need rearranging is like Southampton at home and someone else. You just sort of think like they need to pick them up as soon as mm. possible because some of the, some of these top um, all of the top six are basically playing for a top four place at the minute. Like they're all yeah. within, within a shout. Like none of them are going to be down in tools knowing that they're secured a sort of like West Ham if they say they secured a Europa League spot. They're still in a, with, um, they're still playing for to try and get themselves into the top four, aren't they? So mm-hmm. I feel like they've probably got the worst fixtures. Like some of these mid-table teams, you, you could, like Southampton seems to have just dropped off a, 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 over the last couple of weeks. So I don't know whether they obviously know that they've done enough to stay, uh, be safe and they've sort of um, you don't want to speculate but obviously it's no no surprise after a decent run they just seem to have capitulated don't they um, and you sort of these mid-table teams are probably the best ones to play aren't they because you sort of, they sort of not really got much to, Nothing to, much play, to for. play for but I guess then they've got they've also got no pressure on them after this so they could easily come and turn yeah. you over but you sort of do want to be sort of playing these teams that are Probably coasting towards end of season and pick points off them rather than um, rather than be playing against someone like Everton have got and play after. I think they've got like top. I think they've, they've got like six of the seven top the top yeah. seven teams to play yeah. off. Something stupid like you would not be wanting that running, would you? And I know we've got mm-hmm. City and Chelsea to play, but I guess at least it's at home um, with those two. But playing six of them is a bit of a big ask rather than mm. two or three of them. And I think that's what. Yeah, that's why he said. Picking up points in these fixtures are vital because you know you don't want to be going into a position where right we need to beat Chelsea at home you know we need to beat Man City at home because that's not a given and you know for Everton to be in that position you know they're going to be feeling it um, and everyone thought Burnley had picked it up hadn't they and they've had a couple of bad results so you know it's hard down there um, I guess Watford winning was a bit of a surprise but I guess like Matt said with Southampton. They're such a funny team. They've been on such a good run that you'd think they'd come down a bit. Hopefully, April 2nd, they're still on the way down when we play them. Um, <laughs> they'll, they'll, turn but, up, uh, they'll turn up when we play them. Yeah, yeah I'm sure, I'm sure they will. Um, <laughs> but yes, so I think, yeah, I don't think it can be understated the amount of pressure that you're down at the bottom. And I think, you know, you could see it, we spoke about it, you could see everyone at full time, just the release that they got from a win. And hopefully that will give them confidence moving forward. So that's the end of part one and coming up in part two we look ahead on what exactly has changed since Jesse Marsh took over.
So, Jesse Marsh is now three games into his managerial career at Leeds and has a win under his belt, albeit against relegation-bound Norwich. Um, it's safe to say he took some flack for the performance against Villa, um, where we look pretty hopeless, to put it politely. But he has marshalled two respectable performances against Norwich and Leicester now, and obviously three points. So, what have you made of Marsh so far? Particularly, like, the change in tactics. Do you think anything's worked well? Anything's kind of gone not so good? Because, obviously, it is different to what Bielsa brought to the table. There are aspects that are the same, but, you know, obviously, you know, he's not man-to-man. But, yeah, what, what, what have you thought about it so far? I, I like him. Uh, I didn't know much about him to start off with, but I didn't know much about Marcelo Bielsa when he came in, so... I'm all for giving him a chance. Uh, obviously, Marcelo going, I, I cried for about four days after. Um, I'm still seeing tri- tributes now and I'm still blubbering. So, it's obviously a, a massive job to take over, especially the running, well, the, the results that we had prior to Marcelo leaving. And he came in with the Leicester game. He got rid of the, the, the man marking, didn't they? And he, uh, we looked more solid at the back. We just couldn't take his chances against Leicester. And I think if we'd have scored first against Leicester, we'd have beat him. I think we'd have, we'd have, we'd have scored a few more. Dan James had a few good chances, but I, I, really, I really, I really do like him, and he, he seems to have the passion and the knowledge of, of 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 what Leeds are about already. And obviously, the Villa game, yeah, it was horrible. No one turned up, but I have I have faith in him, and I think he, he will keep us up. Uh, but yeah, it, it's going to be difficult. I think he sort of faced the same, obviously, sort of. Um... Problems Bielsa had in sort in the, within three games really, aren't they? So like I think the first forty five minutes in terms of injuries, sorry, just to uh, point that out. Like I think the first forty five <laughs> minutes today basically shows um, that with a fit number number nine and well, he obviously plays with two 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 strikers, doesn't he? In most games, mm-hmm. um, he had two focal points today, and I thought like it's sort of the best half of football that we've had in a while. Obviously, we, I know we were playing playing Norwich, uh, all respect to him, but. We should have been out of sight, shouldn't we? And it sort of, you sort of got the, you sort of got the feeling that it was obviously not the same as Bielsa, but we sort of got to that standard that we'd set ourselves of of, of what we were like under him. And I feel like that, yeah, just feel like that. Forty five minutes today was sort of more of a reflection of what we should expect. Obviously, like I say, like we've hit the bar. Strikes missed quite a uh, decent chip. Bamford mm-hmm. missed a one on one. We should have been outside before half time. And I think like um, James was saying, looks a lot more solid against. Leicester and today I think I just feel like last Thursday will be a write-off and we'll probably never speak about that game ever again <laughs> or, or in context we probably will think say that that was the game we all thought we were going down and today was the day that we saved ourselves but <laughs> um, but yeah it, it's it, it's quite good to, from a sort of fan perspective to see the difference between the sort of two um, two systems and like yeah just like I say I think today was a bit more of a reflection of what we'll be about like Jan James was pretty good I thought in the first half was a bit pretty direct and um, like Bamford and Rodrigo just offered a lot more than having to play a winger up front and you saw the difference in that in the second half but yeah impressed us you just if you don't if you if you're able to wipe Thursday out like I say and make it a bit of an anomaly you'd be like really pleased wouldn't you it's just really frustrating that we had we threw that sort of Really poor performance where it was more individual errors, I think, on Thursday, wasn't it? Rather than like no one could pass to each other or anything, it was like just a catastrophe yeah. from start to finish. Um, but yeah, today we're loads better, and hopefully, we'll be able to take that on Friday because obviously that's just going to be a um, it's going to be a very tough game against Wolves. 
Yeah, I think I'm, I'm not got a bad word to say about him. I think the way that he's come in, handled the situation surrounding Bielsa, knowing that how much he meant to the, to the fan base. And like Matt said, if you're right off Thursday, he's done nothing wrong in my opinion. I think uh, against Leicester, we just were so solid um, and it was really refreshing to see instead of all the players just running around like headless chickens, not knowing what to do and shipping in a load of goals. And you take Thursday out and you, like, you're looking at two games where you've let one goal in. Leicester, we, we should have won the game. I think we, we deserved to win the game. Uh, I think Leicester got lucky and then you come away with three points against Norwich. Despite them being bottom of the table, they're still fighting as much as we're fighting. Um, but yeah, I think the way that he's come in, it's refreshing to see. Um, and it shows that, especially today, that the fitness within the players is still there. Um, and I think, like James said, I think he's, he's going to keep us up. I'm, I'm confident now after seeing what he is bringing to the table and then going into the to the summer I think I think is is a great great appointment despite how obviously upset I was about Bielsa leaving <laughs> like like James yeah. I was crying for four <laughs> days after it happened but um the way he's handled the situation the way he speaks the way he, the passion that he, that he shows I think yeah he's, he's he's been great and I'm looking forward to hopefully obviously another season in the Prem next season and, and see where we go from there. I tell you what, it's probably a good job we didn't record this podcast after the Villa game because we're all being like Matt said, it's like we're going down. <laughs> He's not the man to keep us up for now. Um, but no, I think I, I think you're right in saying that. I think he is. I think the tactical tweaks he's made, some of them as, defensively, we do look a lot better. I think um, you know, with the last ten minutes for Norwich, I think it was down to nerves a lot of it and a little bit of lack of confidence. Um, you know, we are playing a lot more narrow aren't we? Especially defensively, if we have noticed. Obviously, you could see that again when Matty Cash scored against us, you know, I mean, it could have been Furpo just not having a clue where his arse is, but, um, <laughs> you know, like, I think we are defending a lot more now, and we're not probably using the wings as much as, say, Bielsa did, didn't he, where wing play was obviously mm-hmm. a massive part of his play. Um, but I think um, the early signs are, I think he's... You know, he is getting the response from the players, which was the worry that we thought initially, you know, how is he going to get more from these players than Bielsa? Whilst you can't really say if he's getting more from them yet, I think uh, attacking-wise, we looked a lot better in that game and I think it will come. You know, it's taking time to gel. I've actually been surprised that we've actually managed to put in two decent performances along with the stinker, really. I thought it might be... That you know we're throwing patchy performances in and maybe just uh, try and scab a point here and there. So you know you've got to kind of got to credit him for that. And um, you know his faded jeans, he's brought his American style to the Premier League, and he? he's going to be competing with Pep for best dressed manager, isn't he? Soon, so um, might have to once he gets his Stole Island out, he'll be <laughs> he'll know he'll be in the UK, won't he? I'm a fan of them grey jeans. Grey jeans yeah. showing us in a, in a... It's new, isn't it? It's something we've not seen before. Do you reckon we'll Bielsa? be getting an email from Leeds United saying, buy your grey faded jeans? They sell everything else, don't they? So, <laughs> to be yeah, fair, the, get the, some, the, um, uh, the 49ers have got uh, in their stadium called the Levi Stadium. Oh, no, it's coming, <laughs> isn't it? So, here we go. You are having a Levi sponsorship everyone. next season. We're playing in jeans next season. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I did see, I wondered how long it would take, but I did see a Leeds United flag with an American flag on in the Mm -hmm. South Stand. Did you see it? So if you're guilty of that, 
please uh, write into us and let us know because <laughs> 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 he didn't wheel that out until the 94th minute winner but you know he's he's, he's taken the plunge he's bought into him um but yeah looking ahead uh wolves before the international break for once I'm actually relieved that a break's coming because I think it will benefit Marsh to have two full weeks with most of the team and also give players like Cooper, Phillips and, and Bamford, because obviously he's coming back but not 100% yet, that chance to recover. And, you know, I think they did pencil Phillips in, didn't they, to try and get back into full training through the international break. So um, so what are we targeting for points Um uh, which games and you know do we think we have a chance at Wolves because you know they're a funny team you know they've mm. you know they're doing well to be fair I weren't that impressed with them when they came to Ellen Road to be honest I didn't think they were up too mm. much but obviously results don't lie they've picked up a lot of points they're up the right end of the league um, what do we reckon at that one? I'd, I'd take a draw now uh, I think they're doing really well this season Wolves they're just really really strong at the back and they've got Jimenez back, haven't they? He was always a threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're just solid. So if someone offered me a 1-1 now, I'd snap the hand off just for a point. But yeah, and obviously they've been away from home as well. Molyneux is always a tough place to go. Their mm-hmm. fans are always passionate. So yeah, and everyone gets uh, gets on Leeds' back. So it's always like a 12th man. So if someone offered me a point now, I'd snap the hand off. Uh, I just I just want, I want Leeds to start scoring again, putting the ball in the <laughs> back of the net, become exciting again. Add a bit of violence to the game, and uh, I, re- I read a stat today. With, it's been twenty nine games since we went two 0 up in a game, and obviously stat. we're conceding, we're conceding, and losing games pro- from this as well. It's no wonder I'm going grey. <laughs> the stress <laughs> has caused me, and I'm not scoring and bottling games. It's, it's I'm only twenty eight as well, by the way. <laughs> full full, full go for I Thought it. you were forty eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> Just... Yeah, we just we just need to start putting the ball in the back of that and become exciting leads again. Uh, but yeah, that'll come. We'd... Geldart's obviously a young lad going into it. Got Bamford back. It'll come, but yeah, I'd take a point at Wolves right now. I think the one thing that might work in our um, sort of favour, I know you can never um, go on like past form and stuff, but Wolves do have a habit of um, they do have a habit of messing up, don't they, against lower half teams? Like it's um, one thing that they've mm. struggled under Nuno, and it sort of seems to have um, seems to have transferred through to um, them this year. That like, occasionally they do have that sort of odd odd f- up where you just think, "Oh, we shouldn't be doing that at home." If you want to be a, so obviously they've got aspirations to be a Euro- European team, break into the uh, break the mould of like the top four, aren't they? Like they've, they've always been sort of open about that. Um, but they've, they've had a bad habit of sort of getting on a decent run and then they just um, they just balls up, don't they, against someone at home? Like they always have like a really freak result, and it's their fans have said that it's one one thing that they've always sort of struggled with in the Prem is that they could, they could all they could, like they have, they've never seemed to struggle against like Man City, do they? Like they always seem to give them a decent mm. game, and then they always seem to like throw a game against like I don't know like Palace at home or something. I think did they beat them other week? I think if I imagine that. Um, mm. They did win 4 0 midweek, didn't they? Oh, the weekend, but sorry. Like, but like teams like that, that's they, they just seem to um they just seem to have like that odd 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 mess up where you think like you shouldn't be doing that. Um so hopefully we sort of get on the good end of that on Friday. So hopefully we catch them on a on a bad day. Yeah, I think um like James, I'd take a point now. Um obviously three points would be nice and I think 
if we play like we did today, I think we could give them a really good game. And um, I think if you'd have, if we'd have played them a few weeks ago, I think I'd have said no. We haven't, we haven't got much <laughs> chance because I think they were really strong a few weeks ago. And and mm. over the last couple of games, they've sort of got a bit where they have lost these games against these lower teams. And then obviously looking towards further further games that we've got coming up, like we've got Southampton at home again. They're they're sort of on a bit of a, an up and down sort of. Um, results wise and I just want to be going into that last game against Brentford not worrying about anything <laughs> that's the last thing that we need um, and yeah I think obviously looking forward to Friday I think yeah we need to get I think get something from there and going into an international break and it'll sort of settle everyone's nerves I think and yeah. put, just let us calm down a bit <laughs> I'm so scared of going to Brentford on that final day needing three points because we yeah. never ever beat them and yeah, oh, I won't be able to take it, especially if they're, they're up, they've stayed up as well, they're comfortable. I've got Pontus Janssen laughing at us as well. I don't think he would laugh at us, but yeah, that'd be the worst thing ever. And plus, we can't. it's not like we can rely on our goal difference either to keep us up no. at the level on points with anyone. <laughs> That's taken an hammer in. So we could have done with actually winning 4 or 5 nil, yeah. couldn't we, yeah. in Norwich? But yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just looking... Um, Wolves, yeah, lost to Palace the other week, 2-0 at home, and lost lost to Norwich in the fourth round of the FA Cup at home, which, mm. like... Give us that performance, Norwich, please. You <laughs> <laughs> should, should be kicked out of the Prem for losing to Norwich. <laughs> 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 what would have happened if we'd have drawn, Drekken? Not kicked out oh, well, of the Prem. I, 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 think all Leeds fans have, I think all Leeds fans have been kicking us out of the Prem anyway. <laughs> <laughs> True. Just like I love that. like I think it went from Derby playoff, didn't it, to that moment to <laughs> literally like Pablo at Swansea, didn't it? In about a minute. <laughs> everyone wanted to beat everyone up and just leave and drink themselves <laughs> to an early grave and then well, just jumping around like mad people. Mm-hmm. I know you're saying about you're saying about if we did a podcast on Thursday night, I couldn't imagine if we'd uh, if full time it'd have been two minutes added on we wouldn't have been able to get a second today. <laughs> we would have been doing another one. Yeah, that's for sure, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, just a bit. It would have been, probably been loads of chatter like right, should we sack Marsh? But <laughs> no, we're backing him, we're backing him. Come on, Jesse. Right, as you could probably tell, it's like it has been a bit of doom and gloom recently with some of our performances on the pitch, so we thought, what better way than introducing a new game to end the show? Right, I've gone rogue with this one, by the way, so it's not been signed off by the powers above. So it could go down like a lead balloon, but I'm sure they won't mind. Anyway, it's called You Can Leave Your Cap On. Any ideas? What do you reckon might be going on there? You know, No one's stripping, are they? No, no don't worry, I will be keeping my clothes on. Don't worry. Oh, this you, no, that's, your, that's your initiation. That's my debut, yeah, plumbing <laughs> <laughs> You'll be knocking me camera off, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I bet you're a bit worried at what you signed up to now, aren't you? <laughs> so, I don't think you'll be keeping me camera, I'll put it that way. <laughs> so obvious, obviously, an old play on that Joe Cocker Tom Jones song, of course. Sorry for the young'uns. But, right, how it goes, quite simply, I'm going to give you a Leeds United player, uh, past or present, 
And you're going to guess if the next player, I say, has more or less international caps. Mm. On that one? Yeah. Right, so I'll get my notes up. So there's five to get. I'm going to give you a player and then we'll go around each and see if you go think they've got more caps than that player or less caps. And then if you get it wrong, you're out. So you can get... Let's see if we can get to the end. Oh, yeah, it's brutal, mate. It's brutal. No, no messing around. You're out. I kick you off the We can see reflection in your glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> camera's going off now. Oh, this yeah, Right, so first player who we're going to go off is Eddie Gray, who's got 12 caps, right? So he's your, he's your starter player. So... <laughs> There's a lot, I've got a feeling you're not right buying into this yet, so let's get started, right? No, See who can I'm not scared to, to get it wrong. Right. <laughs> no, it's hard to be fair, this. So, right, first player, Rafinha. Oh. Less caps, less than 12 caps or more than 12 caps? Who's going first? Are we, just... And we'll go James, Lucy, then Matt. Oh. We'll do that. Okay. I think he's got less. I mean, I got called up recently, didn't he? Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm going less. I was going to go less as well. We'll say the left. Well, thankfully, <laughs> everyone's got it right, so you're not all out. Oh, well done. <laughs> He's only got a handful, hasn't he? Breathe easily. So you've got it all on one, well done. Right, so next one. We'll get a bit more tricky now. Jonathan Woodgate. How many caps did he get? So is that, like, more lesson. or less than Rafinha? Yeah, more than or less than Rafinha. So more oh or less God. than seven. That is tough. I'm oh, I'm going less. Going less? Yeah, yeah I'm going less. They're always injured, Lonnie Woody. Yeah, less. We've got full less. Oh, we're all out, aren't we? <laughs> Game over. You're all sinking like a broken ship. He's got more. He's got eight caps. To be fair. I thought lucky. Was, no. I don't yeah, have, I thought I don't he had want... more than that, to be fair. <laughs> okay, actually, but yeah, eight caps that he had in the end. Well, so... that was good, wasn't it? Just... Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to play my veto card here and just say, because everyone's out, you've all risen back in. And oh. back in so we might as well continue. <laughs> See if we can get a winner. God, I'm going to get told off for this. Right. <laughs> Jonathan Woodgate. Right, you should all get this one. Right, next player. David Batty. More or less than eight caps. More. More. More, more, more. 42 <laughs> caps, well done. <laughs> okay. Oh, that, that, that's it. Now you're back on, confidence is up. Now then, Dan James. More or Ooh. less than 42 caps? I'm going to say less. Confidence is going to go less. I'm going to go more. I was going to go more as well. Like young. Young. Yeah. yeah. You're locked in. Yeah. yeah. James, last man standing. Oh, oh my god. It's because he's young, isn't he? I didn't think he had a 40, yeah. 40. He has actually, he's got 30 caps. So. Oh, jeez, he's not that far yeah. off. I got lucky got there. Caps. So, yeah, you've, you, you, well, you kind of didn't win, James, because you did lose. <laughs> but I'll give you it because you knew you did make it to the end. <laughs> you are the best loser. Exactly. Yeah, you're the best <laughs> loser. Come on. Close. that. Our knowledge is great. <laughs> yeah, we, we're usually really good at these games, you know. We'd, <laughs> we, I think we'd probably frustrate all our listeners, but, you know. I know. Hopefully, there'll be another round of 
You, what's what's oh, I forgot what I called it. What did I call it? Oh, you <laughs> can leave your cap on. Leave your cap on. <laughs> In a couple more weeks. We are open to more names, by the way, but <laughs> I, that's the best I could do. That's probably a good note to end it on. Um, so thanks again for listening. As always, you can find us on the socials and please get in touch with us. You know, we love reading through your comments and without all the fans, you know, we wouldn't be recording this today. So thank you. Uh, thank you, James, for joining us, Lucy and Matt. A pleasure, as always. It's FA Cup action this weekend for most clubs, but it's Premier League duty for Leeds as we take on Wolves at the Molyneux. So will it be a Jesse masterclass or will the American dream fall flat? We'll soon find out. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Oh, had, to, had to get the masterclass in, didn't I? Love <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs>